What's good, world? It's your boy, Mastermind Man, and this is the weekday drop, the final week, or should I say the second to the final week of December 2021. Listen, man, um, I had a family emergency, so I've been out of here for about two weeks, and the Game Awards is happening, and a bunch of things in gaming I want to talk about. It's my second go around because we had some stuff, had to interrupt the podcast and some things go down. But we're back in here, man. Yeah, I know how I rock is off the top of the dome. But uh, let's get right with it. Before we get into the show, y'all be sure to follow me everywhere, Master239, and follow the gaming page, Mastermind RGTV on YouTube and on IG. Man, listen, let's get locked right in, man. First of all, I just want to say the Game Awards was amazing. It's pretty cool. We've seen a lot of newest uh, world, world premieres. Uh, Xbox bringing the heat with just jump right into it hellblade 2 looking amazing we got to see a little bit more of the gameplay a little bit of it we got a little bit to see a little bit more behind like the story a little bit you know what i'm saying and hellblade 2 is just one of those games to where it's like it looks like it's gonna have a really like deep dark long adventure story to it and i think xbox this is gonna be xbox like triple a title game that's gonna really surprise a lot of people but that game looks pretty cool uh while i'm on the xbox i'm gonna stay hot at it i got a list right here a bunch of stuff from the gaming awards we'll jump right into it a bunch of the stuff so i'm gonna be jumping back and forth but while i'm on the xbox hot list it was one game crossfire x now after seeing crossfire x it looked at at first i was like yo this reminds me of like some kill zone type deal um and then when I seen the aliens, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. They're not just fighting like humans or anything. They're fighting like aliens and something else. So it's really cool to see because the graphics look pretty dope on it. And the guns, I seen a bunch. I seen the, um, the AVG. They call it the AVG. I seen that gun in there. There's a couple guns I seen in there. I was like, yo, I seen it on Call of Duty. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I seen a couple of these guns from other multiplayer games. So to see this stuff, I'm enjoying it. And to see that, you know, Xbox is still bringing the heat. That's a great thing because the thing is about it, man, no matter where you game at, you're still going to be getting a good experience in gaming. And as if you're gaming on PlayStation, as if you're gaming on Xbox, and if you're gaming on Nintendo or PC, you're still experiencing some really good game and some really good games and some really good high quality of games because um the halo is amazing i'm gonna come back to halo but the hellblade 2 graphics look amazing but the halo speaks for itself halo is amazing then they're releasing more content in 2022 about halo then we're getting a halo tv series when they showed it at the game awards i was like oh man this looks really good this looks really good and we're in the age of now like i said we're seeing a lot of games transfer over to like tv shows and movies or whatnot to see these things happening and they're pulling it off right hey that's a plus man because this new halo tv tv series looks pretty amazing um and the content that they're talking about adding on to Halo next year, uh, you know, it's, it's good to see because you don't want to just see a big game like Halo just drop and don't really release nothing else. I think, you know what I'm saying? I, I told y'all this before. When games release content within the lifespan of the game back and forth, 
I just name a few people that did it really well. Super Smash Brothers. They still releasing content for that game. They doing a really good job at. Um, it's another game that that just Assassin's Creed. That's the other one. Assassin's Creed do a good job at releasing different stuff, releasing new content for their game. And speaking of Assassin's Creed, we are going to see uh, Van Hella and Odyssey come in together. I spoke briefly about this on the last segment of the episodes. Be sure to check out the last episodes of the podcast. Pretty amazing. And I spoke about that a little bit. And to see that was like make my heart warm because I was a big fan of Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Van Hella doing so well to see how they bridge these two worlds in together is pretty amazing, man. I think all the Assassin's Creed fans is like really loving that. But I'm pretty interested to see what Ubisoft is going to do with uh, rumors that they got some type of Assassin's Creed to where you get to play with all of the Assassins and it's some type of Assassin's Creed universe. I'm not really sure where they're going to go with that, but I've been reading a couple of stuff and it's like, you know, well, I'm still, I need to see something. I can read all day, but if I don't see it, you know, I don't know, but it may be something big. Because think about it, when they did Odyssey, when Odyssey had so many DLCs or content still coming out for it, and you know what I'm saying, they kind of bridged the gap with that, introduced you to the Atlantis story mode, which was like a completely different game, which was an amazing idea to do. And now for them to do that with Van Hella, it's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, the next Assassin's Creed, and even if this is not the next Assassin's Creed type game, but it's just some type of open world universe Assassin's Creed to where you could bring all of the Assassin's Creed's in that'd be really cool not saying this that's something that they're doing but just an idea that'd be pretty dope that they can do moving on man this Matrix Awakening at the Game Awards seeing the trailer was like okay that's dope but playing the actual demo listen listen these are the best graphics I have seen Unreal Engine, and I'm going to go heavy into Unreal Engine. Speaking about Unreal Engine, these graphics on Matrix Awakening, I see something on Twitter was like a comparison between the PS2 uh, Matrix versus the Matrix now. Man, graphics have came so far away. But, man, this game looks amazing. The amount of detail we got very high like first of all the world is so much stuff going on in the world this is the power of the ps5 and just next gen period because these things that we're seeing in this game you're not able to pull on og and tech not like this stuff this was like a very big world a lot of details um talk about ray tracing ray tracing showed his butt off because like you can see the details on the car shadows beautiful lighting color uh, the, the color is when you change it from the matrix to the off matrix filter the colors just pop and is is really it's really dope it's really dope i'm pretty i'm, I'm heavy as a see this is how next gen is gonna look going forth period with any type of open world type game I'm thinking of games now like uh, GTA, you know what I'm saying? Open world. These things going to look amazing on next-gen tech. Another game I just thought of that 
who was an old game driver, driver back in the day. Imagine him coming out with a drive 2022 driver remake, next gen graphics. It's going to probably, and especially if someone like Unreal Engine do it, it'll look dope. It's going to look dope. But going, tying into Unreal Engine, Mass Effect 4 will be using uh, Unreal Engine also. So again, it goes, yo, Nintendo, y'all need to just call these guys up and say, look, we just want y'all to work on our graphics for a couple games we want to remaster. If you've never seen an Unreal Engine game or a game running on Unreal Engine and you're a big Nintendo fan, go type in Ocarina of Time running on Unreal Engine. Looks amazing. I guarantee you if you play a Legend of Zelda running in Unreal Engine, you'll probably buy it over a Legend of Zelda that's out now. Nothing wrong with the Legend of Zelda graphics that's out now, but I, I, just my thing is if Nintendo can pull out next Nintendo console, if they can pull out a powerhouse game with beautiful graphics it's over with it's over I'm talking about pre-orders all day long we want this new legend of zelda that's looking real and not with the animations of colors these things is beautiful and i'm saying breath of the wild one and two when it comes out looks amazing wind waker was one of my favorite looking favorite games and it's more like cartoonish so I have nothing against the cartoon or the animated graphics or whatnot. but after seeing Ocarina of Time running Unreal Engine yo as a mod like yo Nintendo need to pull some off like that so we got Mass Effect we got a couple games that's running on, Mad, on, on uh, Unreal Engine that's what makes it so cool because these games that's running on Unreal Engine looks so good every single one of them every single one of them the Matrix look amazing I can only imagine Look, Mass Effect 4 is going to look amazing. We already know that. You know what I'm saying? It's like anything that Unreal Engine touch for its graphical-wise, they do a really good job at this stuff. So, hands applause for those guys, man. I was pretty pumped when I seen that at the Game Awards. Pretty dope. It takes two one Game of the Year. I was pretty shocked about that. Pretty shocked because I was expecting Ratchet & Clank. Ratchet & Clank is another really beautiful-looking game. Those guys do a good job, too, with graphics. But Unreal Engine is, whoa, they did, they hats off to these guys what they did to the Matrix, yo. <laughs> I bet after everyone seeing the Matrix and running on Unreal Engine was like, call those guys once, set a meet with Unreal Engine for our next game when this show is over with. That's what everyone's happening. <laughs> but it, going back to It Takes Two, It Takes Two was um, one game of the year. Looked like a pretty good game. I got it on my list to, you know, buy a little bit later on. Um, they did come out after winning Game of the Year award. They did come out and drop like a demo for the game, which is pretty cool to see. Um, pretty pumped about that because we need to see more games going into demos or whatnot. And you know what I'm saying? they we, we have that, but not like we used to back in the day. You know, you can play a new game or a demo of a new game, a really popular game demo for like, you know, maybe a couple minutes or you locked halfway out of the map, but you still got to experience the game before you buy it. So they still do that, but they don't really do that on high profile games. Perfect example, there's no demo of God of War. There's no demo of um, Horizon Forbidden West, something like a big AAA title game like that. I think if they bring out demos before the game drop, I think uh, that'd be a really dope, dope idea. Uh, so shout out to It Take Two for winning Game of the Year and for dropping the demo for us to play it. Pretty dope. 
Uh, moving on, man, talking about this Wonder Woman real fast. This Wonder Woman game, I'm pretty pumped for DC because they're working on some stuff. We got Wonder, a new Wonder Woman game that's going to drop. They didn't show us much. We just seen Wonder Woman just moving around. Looks cool. She looks beautiful on the game and the graphics, like the gold just pops off the plate. Like, game looks amazing. The question is, how is gameplay going to look? We know how that looked, but how is gameplay going to look? pretty excited to see where they go with that suicide squad it's another dc game that's looking really good they showed we got more gameplay footage of that i'm excited for it and see where it's gonna go with that there was another dc game uh well that was the batman game uh shout out to, to my homie angry 80s we uh did a podcast talking about dc is an old podcast later on this year uh we was talking about dc games and just dc period and the new batman of course, they got pushed back, but that game looks amazing. And we got Wolverine is the other. Um, no, Wolverine is not DC. I'm sorry, that's Marvel. But just excited to see DC games and Marvel games like really like do its thing. You know, it's pretty dope because we got Spider-Man, we got Wolverine, we got um, there's another oh Guardians of the Galaxy. That's three Marvel off top. Now we got DC, Batman, Suicide Squad, and Wonder Woman. Boom, that's three. So it's going to be pretty dope. It's going to be a dope year, 2022 and 2023, dealing with superhero type games, universe games like Marvel and DC games. I'm pretty excited to see where they're going to go with that and how they're going to take things, venture off, and go from there. Pretty hype about that. Another hype game I got on the list, man, got stars by Horizon Forbidden West. That's dropping next year, February. Listen, we sh- we got to see more gameplay footage, this Game Awards, and we got to see more, like, robot dinosaurs. I seen, like, some little robot snake that's, like, they got some crazy AI creatures in this game. It looks really good. The graphics is amazing. That's another person that do really good at graphics is Gorilla Games. And they linked up with um, Kojima, Hideo Kojima, for, for, for these graphics with the first Horizon. Like, yo, listen, man. Like, this is like, I love the way in Horizon Forbidden West of like the water effects, the details of the water and how the grass move, like the weather system. All those things are amazing. Very beautiful color, colors, how all that stuff pops off. I can't wait. It looks, even though I haven't beaten the first one just yet, but this second one, even if I don't beat it, I got to pick the game up just to explore the world because we get to go swimming this time, like really like deep diving. This looks look real good. Can't wait to see what, we, what they do with that. Pretty pumped for that one. I want to know how long the game going to be. But um, yeah, another game that was like, huh? I seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, seen it at the Game Awards. At first, I didn't know what game that was, but when they showed like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was like, you know, I'm not too, I'm not too of a big fan of um, scary games per se. But uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks like, you know, it's one of those games, you know, you pick up for like Halloween or something if you're trying to entertain the friends and the family. Maybe something dope, but uh, I didn't know what it was when they first showed it. Another game that was like curious the second time seeing uh, Babylon. Babylon's Fall. It's a Square Enix game. Uh, we got to see a little bit more of that after the Game Awards. Um, when I first seen it at E3, I was like, you know, looks good. 
but I need to see more. Now after seeing more, it's like one of those games where like, eh, you know, pretty dope. I, I like the I like the fact that you know uh, it's like an RPG type deal, and everyone got all these superpowers. You got wizards, you know, uh, different things of that sorts of nature. Pretty dope, you know what I'm saying. But it's one of those games again. Games like that need demos. So if they come out with some type of demo for a game like that, something like that, I'll be up for it. You know, so I bet it no more. Um, this game, I don't want to butcher the name. I'm just gonna spell it out. T C H I A. That game looks amazing. It looks like a game I'll probably play with my little girl or something. Um, I want to see what like what's the storyline behind that game. Uh, because one fact, you get to transform into uh, like the animals or whatnot. That's pretty dope. You got to kind of figure out different puzzles or whatnot. So they put a little puzzle interaction to the game. So, you know, I'm pretty excited about that. And like I said, that's something you play with the kids. It looks really, really cool, like a, a, a nice adventure. It kind of puts you in the mind of like Legend of Zelda just a little bit. Um, but a really nice adventure type game. It's pretty pumped to see. I spoke about uh, Crossfire X. Among Us VR. Among Us is a pretty popular game for the kids. Um, but they're going in VR now. So, hey, kids may love that. They show a little bit of that. Ellen's Wake. There was something about Ellen's Wake. Yeah, that's what I got it wrote down right here. Ellen's Wake Remastered will be receiving an update for all platforms in the first week of January. The update will include several fixes to common issues. That's what I'm talking about. They need that because when you remaster these games and bring them on to the next generation consoles, there's some things that need to be kind of fixed up. Like, a lot of these remasters, like, really? That's a, that's the best y'all could have done with a remaster? But when they come out with these updates and patches and stuff, these things do run better. And it does make a better experience for your remaster game. So for the mere fact that, you know, Alan and Wake, that game is getting a particular a particular uh, patch. And they'll be, you know, patching the game up and updating it and stuff like that. That'd be pretty dope. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, it kind of, that game reminded me of uh, Evil Within a little bit. Um, I was I was interested at first because I have both of the Evil Within, Evil Within One and Two, beat both of those. Pretty dope game, uh, and it took me back to my Resident Evil days. So that reminded me of Evil Within. I was like, okay, you know, I, I'll keep it on my list, especially the remastered version. I'll keep it on my list to watch out least and see what's gonna pop off later on with it. Um, King of Fighters 15. That was a pretty dope looking game. Uh, they had the like that one. They had the demo for like three days. I can't believe I missed it, man. I, I had this family emergency. I couldn't really get to it. Yeah, I couldn't really tie with anything during game when I was out doing this stuff. But I missed the demo for that. I think the demos were like uh, the 18th, uh, the 17th, 18th, and the 19th, something like that. But they had a pretty dope, dope demo over that. I was pretty excited for that. Saints Row remake. Um, I don't know, man, because Grand Theft Auto seemed to always raise the bar, jump over the bar, set the bar, and still be the leader in games like it is. So games like, we've seen it over and over through time, True Crime, Streets, uh, uh, Streets of LA is the same thing, but they had another True Crime game, Watch Dogs, uh, Saints Row, uh, it's another game that tried to be like Grand Theft Auto and it didn't do quite well. I say this to say it's like, I mean, Saints Row remake may be pretty dope. They're re 
is is they're re, you know hitting the reboot button on 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 the game and what we seen at the game awards look pretty promising you know what i'm saying so i'm all for saints real remake hopefully i can you know what i'm saying get my again we need a demo <laughs> i would like to play that game to say and then it kind of come back and give you a judgment on Grand Auto versus Saints Row. Of course, you gotta put Grand. You gotta put any game up like um, open world carjacking and different things like that up against Grand Auto. Because, like I said, Grand Auto set the bar, raised the bar, and climbed over the bar every single time. No one has been able to do a job like Grand Auto. True Crime got really close because they had Snoop Dogg on it. Like now we see with the Grand Theft Auto Online, how they got Dr. Dre and everything. That's pretty dope. And that's promising because they're releasing content for this game. That's another example. They're releasing content for this game that's been out for so long. So, hey, you can't beat that. But uh, True Crown was another game that was really close to competing with Grand Theft Auto. Um, and Saints Row was the other one. So, I think um, Saints Row may let's see how it's, let's see how it's gonna go uh let's see oh and the i wrote the numbers down too for it was 85 million live screens for the game awards man that's big it's big it's really big because the game awards is getting bigger and bigger and gaming is being is getting bigger and bigger and it's not really going anywhere i'm sorry it's not going anywhere <laughs> but that's that's a pretty that's a really that's a lot of people <laughs> 85 million live stream views that's pretty freaking amazing uh they showed this new sonic game i missed the sonic we talked about the sonic but we didn't see anything we just showed they just showed like a little sneak love sneak peek we did see the the sonic the movie trailer sonic 2 movie trailer pretty dope about that happy to see that can't wait to see it i kind of hate that knuckles is the bad guy but those that know the Sonic like classic stories, Knuckles has kind of been the bad guy before. And then once he realized, oh, Sonic, you're not the bad guy. We don't need to be fighting against each other. Let's fight Dr. Eggman. He's the guy that's stealing the jewels. Yeah, let's fight him. So if Sonic 2 do good, I can see them coming out with the Sonic 3 to where they introduce where Knuckles is on his team and Shadow coming to play. That'd be really dope. If Sonic 2 in with Shadow coming into play, they got to make a Sonic 3. They have to. Keep the same cast. Jim Carrey, everybody else, especially Jim Carrey. That's my boy. Keep the same cast. But if y'all introduce Shadow, you got to give us a Sonic 3. 2023, maybe? You got to. There's, there's only right. Because Shadow, when Shadow came into the Sonic universe, it rebirthed life back into Sonic universe, my opinion. Because when Shadow came into play, like, yo, wait a minute, this he is like the dark version of Sonic. And his his shoes like freaking rockets on his feet. So he's even almost pretty pretty much faster than Sonic. And he's like Shadow was just a cool ass hedgehog. I'm just gonna be real. <laughs> you know, I was a big Shadow fan. Shadow is a cool character, and if they introduce Shadow at any part or anything, I'm willing to see some Easter eggs because they're doing a really good job with Sonic. The Sonic movie was pretty dope, and two, I'm hoping that it'd be successful as one did so we can get three. Uh, moving on. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, man. Oh, the Final Fantasy remake. I gotta speak about that real fast. Yeah, here it is, right here. The Final Fantasy VII remake can be upgraded to PS5 version for free uh, this week. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, that deal will probably be over with. But they're pretty much trying to tell people, hey, you got a, a PS4 copy of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, we're going to go ahead and let you up upgrade it to the PS5 version for free. So, you know, for the holidays, go ahead and do that. And trust me, it's worth it. It looks so much better on the PS5. I mean, like, the details I was complaining about first is still there a little bit. They're still there. But the performance and the graphics itself still is like much better on the PS5. So do that. Do that upgrade as soon as possible. So next year we got Uncharted coming up. We got uh, Horizon. It's a couple games. PlayStation got a pretty nice lineup for for next year. Uh, my biggest, my top three games, Uncharted is gonna be pretty cool. God of War, hopefully we get that next year. The Final Fantasy looking good, looking like it's gonna still be released 2022. Um, for Spoken uh, looks pretty dope, but the someone made a good point. Well, they said that game looks dope, but the world looks empty. True. That makes a lot of sense. Because you can always build a great game, have a great storyline, and make it open world. But if your open world don't have a lot of things going on in it, what's the point of it making making this game an open world or making it some type of sandbox game if there's not a lot of stuff going on in the sandbox? So, good point. Um, but Gran Turismo 7 is one of the games I'm looking forward to. Uh, Forbidden West is one of the other games I'm looking forward to. And God of War and Final Fantasy. Those are probably the four games. It's other games that, you know, that's coming, but those are the four PS5 games I'm looking forward to. It's like, yo, all the other stuff, cool. Those four games, I'm like, got I'm locked in on those four games. I uh, can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, it was a couple other stuff I wanted to come in here and speak about, man, because I know it's been two weeks since I've been out of the show, so I think that's about it for right now. But I'll definitely be back in here. We, we have so many, we had so many uh, hiccups coming in here into the show, into the show. So it's all gravy, man. The show must continue, and uh, we're gonna have plenty more great days in gaming coming real soon. I'll try to be more in here. We got two more weeks of left in 2021 um i'll definitely try to come in here for another next monday for the last week of december 2021 for a podcast and just give out my thanks shout outs and uh and everything else and talking about my favorite 2021 moments in gaming probably yeah i'll probably give y'all like a special extra bonus episode of the podcast just stay tuned for that we out this thing man i ain't gonna make it too long uh, that's pretty much it i got a bunch of stuff wrote down on my board the gaming awards was pretty cool pretty excited for that xbox got a lot of stuff that they're working on i'm happy to see it's, it's, it's healthy competition i don't have a, i don't have a i don't have an xbox but we got game pass baby <laughs> so hey it's all right with me give me an opportunity to play some xbox games but i'm happy to see what xbox is doing and uh i'm happy to see 
you know, um, the road that PlayStation is going down. Um, hopefully we can get some Metal Gear Solid <laughs> and uh, some Resident Evil 4 remake coming soon. But uh, that's it, man. Y'all be sure to follow me, Master 23 Man, on all platforms. Mastermind RGTV on IG and the YouTube page. And here for the YouTube viewers and now the Spotify viewers. Y'all can see me video too. I see up here, Real Gamer, as we put that in at all platforms. We there, man. Podcast live lit everywhere. Everywhere. We'll be back for more, man. Y'all stay tuned for more. I appreciate y'all rocking with me, man. Love is love. And we out. Peace. Game on, people. What's good, world? It's your boy, Mastermind Mind, and this is a special, special episode. I just want to come in here and speak about Battlefield 2042 for a quick second. Just played it on the first gen of PlayStation. And listen, man, it's a couple things I was a little disappointed by, but again, this is only the first gen review. But once I play it on the PS5 or PS4 Pro or whatnot, I come in here with more takes. I only got about 20 minutes just to play it. Uh, but listen, man, it's 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 okay. It's not a bad it's not a bad buy. But I do see why it got a lot of like the negative reviews that it did get. There's not enough content on the game, man. We need a little bit more content on the game, and we need a little bit more uh, things, you know. A little bit, a little bit different from the the other Battlefield game or whatnot. But I will say, a couple of the things that I really liked it about it is the fact that you can customize your gun in the middle of the game. That is one of my favorite features in the game overall. For is being able to put a scope on your gun, take a scope off in the middle of game, in the middle of battle. That is something that's amazing, and I feel like Call of Duty should have adapted to their game. And again, you're, you're listening to a Call of Duty fan. And and I'm going to be doing different comparisons between Call of Duty and Battlefield. But this is mostly just all about Battlefield. So that was the one thing I liked it about it. Uh, the other thing I loved about it was the weather. Now, again, I'm playing on first generation uh, console. So, you know, graphic wise, it didn't look too good. But I know the weather will look amazing on ps5 so i'll be back talking about the weather but the weather effects is pretty dope um something else uh the 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 whole vehicle thing is cool but listen man the vehicles on this game is the jet is almost impossible to drive i have crashed the jet twice like barreled into the into the ground like just crashed twice don't know how to control the controls on the game is not up to par but once you get you know in the hang of it the controls begin to get a little bit comfortable but the driving with the vehicles especially planes is crazy man and, and it's not I, I wasn't let's say i wasn't so good at it i just say that now the game the world is another thing i liked about it was the world that's what i was going to say yo the map the world and for is like when you have to like kind of keep moving forward and progressing through the map like i was playing one map it was like downtown or something and it's like a big it's not almost like a u or a circle they almost kind of take you in uh but you get to see all the buildings and everything like it's the, the maps are pretty huge and the maps are pretty cool so that was dope to see but one thing that i, I always had a problem with battlefield was i felt like i got overwhelmed 
uh, playing Battlefield a lot because there's so much going on. And as soon as the game starts, it's like, boom, go. And it's like so much. You already hear stuff blowing up. You already feel, it, it makes you feel like you're just dropped in the world of war where it's so much stuff going on. And you're like, wait a minute, am I late to the party almost? So I feel like if they can, you know, add a little bit more of like, Call of Duty features to where, you know, when Call of Duty first started, there's nothing going on. You know, it's, it's countdown. Everybody, I just get ready to go. We finna fight it off. Battlefield's not quite like that. It's like shooting and explosion and all this stuff is already going on before you even start the game. And as soon as you get into it, I've, to me personally, moments like that and then get into it, it, it kind of makes me feel like a, a little overwhelmed. You know, I got a little bit overwhelmed playing like, yo, what do I need to do? Who's shooting at me? Like, what's going on? Slow down. Like, wait a minute. But once I got the hang of it, you know what I'm saying? Okay, wait a minute. Let me just let me just crouch down on the floor and figure out the controls and whatnot. It's definitely one of those games you don't want to just jump in. I'll just say that. Battlefield is one of those games you want to kind of practice first, play with some AI. Now, cool thing is they got the AI on there. Now, that is, that's cool because believe it or not, Back in the day, games was a little picky about putting AI in games and, you know, you can play ghost battles or whatever kind of train or whatnot. So bravos to, to Battlefield for keeping that element for as you can play with AI in these big maps and kind of get practice in these big maps. So that was pretty cool. I'm, I'm appreciative of that a lot because this is one of those games you got to kind of practice before you just jump right into. You know what I'm saying? Um, the guns... The recall is crazy. Now, maybe some of the guns in real life is kind of like that, but the, that goes back to the controller almost. I had to go in and kind of adjust my sensitivity a little bit because I was playing on someone else's PlayStation. But at the same time, the recall on multiple guns is like crazy, yo. Like I'm shooting and the gun is just going everywhere. <laughs> I don't shoot like that on Call of Duty and I don't shoot like that in real life. So it's like, you know, playing it is like, yo, they need to fix that. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it's the gun and attachments or whatnot. You don't know and you can't really, they don't really give you time to really, you know, go through and add other attachments on until you level up. That was another thing that kind of was a bump. was like, wah, wah, wah. like, yo, if I'm playing with AI, allow me to try out everything on this game. Allow me to try out uh, an extra magazine clip, an extra scope, or other stuff I can potentially, you know, level up to or whatnot. They don't let you do any of that. You still have to level up even when you're playing offline with the bots and, and you know, to, to try things on your gun. That was like, ah, oh, come on, man, you know? Two is only like seven maps. And again, I'm, we're only playing like the basic copy copy of battlefield uh first gen playstation 4 so you know i'm not sure if the special edition have like more maps or something but there's only like seven maps they need more content on this game only like seven maps there's no story mode um you know the guns they don't really allow you to you know customize them or really do what you want to do with them until you level up so it's like it's a couple mishaps in the game that's like, yo, if Battlefield was to correct these mishaps, you know, it wouldn't be a bad game. So my review overall for right now, just playing it on the first gen, 
I'm going to have to say, man, uh, a 5 out of 10, man. A 5 out of 10 because it had some good elements. If it didn't have these good elements that I said that I really enjoyed, I would probably even give it lower than a 5. But it's definitely worth a buy if you have the money for it, especially during the holidays. And if you come in squad up, then, yeah, it may be a little bit better. But, again, this is just my prediction and thoughts on it just right, right now. Y'all know how I rock, man. Every time I play a game and I ain't never played it before, I got to come in here and talk about it, man. Just give you my passion and my expressions about it and be, give you my truth about it. But there will be more truth about it because I got to play it a little bit more and even on next gen and give you some talk about it. But hang around, man, and stay tuned for the main episode of the podcast, Weekday Drops. Y'all be easy and game on. Love is love. We out.